Welcome to our class on Chassidus. This week we're going to be learning a beautiful Chassidic discourse. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Kisisa. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos, Parshas, Kisisa in the year Tavshin Chavches, which is exactly 53 years ago. So the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse of the opening of the Parsha, Kisisa Srois B'nai Yisrael. And the Rebbe says that in this week's Torah portion, Parshas Kisisa, it speaks about the Avoida, the service in the Mishkan, the service in the tabernacle. And the Rebbe says, we all know, it says in the Talmud and in Tractate Irvin, that the Migdash, the Beit HaMikdash, is also called the Mishkan. And so we're talking about the service of the Mishkan and the Migdash as well, because they both connected. Which specific service in the Mishkan and the Mishkan and the Migdash as well? It's the service of the Maisei Haktoiras, the service of the incense. You know, as we know in the temple, there was the, uh, we brought sacrifices, that's the Karbonot, but also there was the offering of the incense, Ktoiras. And the Ktairis is one of the main spiritual services that took place in the Mishkan. So the Rebbe says, even though he's making a statement that this week's Torah portion is the main, it talks about in depth about the Ktairis. The Rebbe says, even though seemingly in the previous Torah portion, Parshat Tetzava also speaks about Ktairis. And the same thing also in the next Torah portion, Parshat Vayakel also speaks about Ktairis. But the Rebbe says, in the previous Torah portion, the next Torah portion, it speaks about the Torahs, the incense, in a general terminology. But over here, in this week's Torah portion, it speaks about it in, in, with tremendous depth and tremendous detail. In other words, what's the depth and what's the detail of the Torahs? So first of all, the preparations for the Torahs, how you prepare the Torahs. Also, what the Torahs, the incense, was made of. And also, the tremendous importance of the Torahs. Also, it speaks about the, the prohibition, God forbid, if it's not done in the right manner, and the importance and the uh, strictness and to the adhere to the details of the Torahs, up until what the Torah actually says in this week's Torah portion, if you do not do the Torahs the way you're supposed to, or if you do it when you shouldn't be doing it, unfortunately the punishment is the opposite of life. And this punishment of opposite of life speaks specifically in this week's Torah portion. Because it's speaking about the importance of the Torah, how important it is to make sure it's done right and to done in the right setting, etc. Now, even though you're going to say sacrifices also have tremendous uh, prohibitions. Uh, you're not allowed to slaughter sacrifices outside the temple, or you're not allowed to bring in uh, foreign uh, sacrifices into the temple. There's all, there's all laws with reference to sacrifices as well. But the Rebbe says, nevertheless, it does not compare to Ketoyres. Because in Ketoyres, it's literally the punishment of the opposite of life. If somebody, for example, copies the, the uh, formula for the Ketoyres, it's a serious offense. So you see that Ketoyres is a very, very serious issue, both on the negative, God forbid if you do it wrong, and obviously on the positive as well. So the Rebbe is now going to explain the idea of what? Of the Ketoyres. The Rebbe says that the, uh, generally speaking, the Kabanot, the sacrifices, and the service of the Ketoyres, that is basically the spiritual service in the Mishkan in the tabernacle. 
And he quotes from the previous Rebbe who spoke about it in the famous discourse of Basi Lagani, which we learned in honor of Yitzvat. And over there he says that the main service in the Mishkan was, and in the Mishkan, and the Mikdash, is the service of the Karbonot, the sacrifices. And the sacrifices over there include the Ktoiris as well. And therefore he explains that, the previous Rebbe explains in the Chassidic Discord of Basi Lagani, that's why the uh, Mishkan was made of specifically Atzei Shittim, cedar wood, and as, in, as he explains the whole, at the whole length in the, uh, the Chassidic Discord that we learned in reference to Yud Shvat, to transform the, the, uh, the silliness in our, of our life and so on and so forth. And but through the work of what? Making the Mishkan, and bringing the sacrifices and the k'toyres, we accomplish the biblical commandment where Hashem says, that when you make to me the Migdosh, when you make to me the Mishkan, when you make the tabernacle and the holy place for Hashem, and you do the spiritual service of what? Of the sacrifices and the incense, Hashem will dwell amongst the Jewish people. Now, generally speaking, what's the spiritual significance of these sacrifices? So carbonot is the Hebrew term for a sacrifice. Carbon has the same uh, letters as karoiv, close. In other words, the purpose of the sacrifice is that we should become, every part of us, all our koiches, all our attributes, our intellectual, our emotional, should become close to Hashem. Up until we should become so close, where it says in the Zoya, Raza the Kurbana, that the secret, the, 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 um, the, the uh, of the ingredients of their sacrifices, that it brings us close till Raza the Ain Saif, till we get to the closeness of the infinite light of Hashem. So you see the idea of the Karbonot is to bring us close to the infinite light of Hashem. But the Rebbe says that in general about the service in the temple and about the sacrifices. However, there's a major difference between the sacrifices, regular sacrifices, and specifically, we're going to talk about this week, the incense that was brought into the temple. What's the difference? So the Rebbe says we find that when it comes to sacrifices, sacrifice is called achila. It's like food. And the Rebbe quotes the verse in the Torah, it says, as carboni lachmi li'ishai, my sacrifice, which is lechem, like bread. You bring it up as, as an offering, but the point is you see clearly the Torah refers to sacrifice, the avoid of the spiritual service of food. You're feeding the relationship with Hashem. And based on this, Torah says that's where we see that the Bnei Yisrael are called Rayasi. We become like uh, um, a, a friend, a loving friend with Hashem. What does it mean, Rayasi? So we know that if you're in a relationship, you have to feed the relationship. Rayasi, Parnasasi, you have to feed it. How do we feed the relationship with Hashem? So every single day, we put two sacrifices, at least two. The one in the morning, one in the evening. Shnei Tzmidim, two every day, every day. And like it says in the Medrash that the Bnei Yisrael feed their Father in Heaven by what? By bringing a sacrifice. So again, to be clear, a sacrifice is on the, on the realm of food, feeding, feeding the altar, feeding Hashem, feeding the relationship. It's the, it's the spiritual idea of, of lechem, of food. On the other hand, what is the spiritual significance of k'toyres, incense? The spiritual significance of k'toyres is reyach. Reyach is a, a fragrance, smell, something that you take in, not through your mouth as food, but something you take in through your nose, through your nostrils. Now, 
The Rebbe says, just to be clear, even though generally speaking in Kedushas, everything is intertwined. So even though, for example, what we just say, that a sacrifice is food, and Ketoyres is, is more Reach, so even though that's in general, so, but obviously in Karbonos there is an aspect of Reich as well. It's not the strong suit of a carbon. The strong suit of a carbon is the food. But it also has an aspect of reyach. As we know, the Torah says clearly, reyach ni choyach l'ashem. When it refers to um, a sacrifice, it also calls it a reyach, a fragrance. However, when, but to be clear, when it comes to a sacrifice, it does have a component of reyach. But what's the main avoid of a carbon? It's a chila, it's food. And as the Rebbe gives an example, like it's brought down, the author brings in, 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 in one of the famous discourses, he says that when they differentiate between the, um, reyach that goes in, for example, to the right nostril versus the left nostril in reference to Ktoiris, um, in reference to Ktoiris, it says it depends if it goes in from the right or from the left. And so it doesn't say anything about going into the right nostril, the left nostril, where it's a deeper connection about the sacrifices. That's only in reference to what the Ketoris, about the incense. Why? Because, again, even though there is a reyach nichoyach when it comes to Karbonis, that's not its main thing. The main thing is Achila. Mashenkin Ketoris, since the main thing is reyach, the fragrance, the fact that it goes through the nostril, the right and the left, which one is deeper, which one is stronger, which one is more intense. It's a long idea that spoke about in Kabbalah. There was no tremendous in depth here. But the point there was bringing is that this whole idea of going in right and left only applies to what? To Ketoris. Why? Because Ketoris is the main theme is Reach. And therefore, since the main thing is Reach, so we find something else powerful and unique about Ketoris. That Ketoris is specifically made for, because it's so powerful, to transform Lu'umas Zed, the opposite of Kedusha, the opposite of holiness. Knows how do we see that Ketoris is there to transform the apodus of, hol- of holiness? So the Rebbe says very simple, because we know that if you want to bring a sacrifice, you can't bring a non-kosher animal. It has to be a kosher animal. Only things that you can eat. Why? Because a, a carbon, a sacrifice, can only transform holiness, something which is already kosher, something which has certain certain um, components, that's, that's a kosher animal. If it's not kosher, you can't, sa- you can't elevate it by a sacrifice. However, when it comes to k'toyres, so we know, for example, in the k'toyres, as the Torah tells us, there's, there's something, one of the ingredients is called myrrh. Myrrh is literally from lumas. It's not, it's not, it's not a kosher, it's not a kosher spice. It's not a kosher fragrance. And like the altar brings, Eric brings in the altar, the altar brings, when it says in the, in the, in the, um, in the Megillah, that when they prepared the woman to, for, uh, to, to go to Achashayra, so it says, Shisha Chadashim. They were for six months, and had, what, what were the things that they gave them? So one of the things was, Shemen Hamar. So you see over there, you have the idea of Mar in the, uh, preparing the woman there when they went to Achashayrash. And then, for example, it also says Mardechai is also in the Targum. It says Miradachia. It's also a, a certain type of spice on, on a on a spiritual level. In other words, so not only is Mir from the Umas at the opposite holiness, but Rebbe says even further: every one of the eleven spices that were used in the Ketoris has some kind of connection with the opposite of holiness. Again, because. Ketoris has the power to elevate the Lumas at the other side of holiness. 
And as we see clearly that specifically in the Torahs, how many ingredients were there? There was 11. And matter of fact, if there was 10 or 9, it's not kosher, it has to be specifically 11. It was part of the ingredients of Torahs besides each one that it was, but it had to be a component of, of 11. Now, what does that mean practically? So it means even though every one of the spices of, of the incense had its own own component, but nevertheless, if you brought one or two or five, even ten, it would be disqualified. They each had to be part, they had to be part of the eleven. Why? Because eleven in the spiritual world is also umaza. It's also opposite of holiness. It's not Kedusha, it's not holiness. Why? Because in Kedusha we know what's the magic number for holiness is Esser, is 10. 10 means 10, not 9, not 11. Holiness is all about 10. On the other hand, 11 is the opposite of holiness. And as the brings that we know, for example, and it refer, refers to in the Torah, um, the, uh, the uh, Alufe Esav, the um, uh, officers of Esav, so how many were there? There was 11 Alufi Yesav. So the 11 Torahs is connected to the Alufi Yesav, which is the opposite of holiness. And that means every one of the, the of the 11 Torahs was connected to one of the 11 Alufi Yesav. So you see clearly that every one of the Torahs, besides the fact that it's part of the 11, but every single one is connected to, unfortunately, to Lumaza. But so if that's the case, why are we bringing 11? Why are we bringing more? Why are we bringing things that are connected to the opposite of holiness? Because our job is to transform the opposite of holiness. Our job is to transform the Lu'umazah. Our job is to transform the opposite of holiness to make it holy. So how do we do that? We do that because we, we bring the Ketoyeres. And the Ketoyeres, as we said before, what's the Ketoyeres? The essence of Ketoyeres? It's all about reyach. It's all about the fragrance, the odor, the smell, which actually reaches much higher than sacrifices. So again, to recap, what the Rebbe is saying over here, this week's Torah portion, we're learning about what Ketoyeres. And Ketoyeres is much more powerful than Kabonis. Kabonis is only achila, something which is eaten. Kokteris, on the other hand, is reyach, it's a fragrance. And it has the power to transform the lo'umaz the opposite of holiness, the opposite of eleven, the opposite of everything out there in the world. Why? Because Kokteris is connected to reyach, and reyach has the power and the ability to transform and to elevate. Now the question is, where does Kokteris have this power to elevate? And Rebbe explains, because what's Kokteris we said? It's reyach. What's the quality and what's the power of Reach that Reach reaches etzem hanefesh, the essence of our soul? And because Reach reaches the etzem hanefesh, and when you get to the etzem, the essence of your soul, it's very powerful there. And you can elevate something which is even obviously opposite than Kedusha, opposite than holiness. So therefore, since Reach is connected to etzem hanefesh, so Reach has the power. And specifically, it has a very, very strong power of fragrance. What does it have the power to do? We see physically on a, on a, on a physical level that the, the, a reyach, a strong reyach can wake somebody up. They even have the, the special smells they give you if someone's fainting. It can wake, wake someone up if they're fainting or someone's sleeping. You put the right odor by their nose, boom, they're going to wake up. Why? Because reyach is very powerful. It can wake you up. And that is only specifically from reyach, from the smell. It doesn't work with eating. And on the contrary, 
the Rebbe says, that eating causes you to sleep. How do we know that eating causes you to sleep? So firstly, you can try it. You'll see, you eat a lot, you're going to get tired. First, you're going to smell certain fragrances. You're going to be excited. You're going to be ready to dance and to jump and to, and to, 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 to work and to do what you have to. Reich is very powerful. But the Rebbe says, he brings, for example, an example where it says in Tractate Yuma, um, the tractate speaks about, about, about Yom Kippur. What does it say in Tractate Yuma? That the Koyin Godoil, would have to refrain from eating on Erev Yom Kippur, because since he's going to have to work very hard on Yom Kippur, it's the hardest day of the year for the Kohen Gadolite to work, and then they have to pray on behalf of all the Jewish people. It was an intense, intense service, so you don't want him falling asleep in Yom Kippur. So in Yom Kippur, nobody eats. But even on Erev Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol doesn't eat. Why? Why doesn't he eat? Maybe he should eat to have strength. No, because eating will make him tired. So if he's going to eat less, he won't be as tired, and he'll have to do his avoidah. So that's, we see that eating is not good for you because it causes you to go to sleep. On the contrary, reyach, the more of a reyach you have, the more of a, a, a good aroma, it actually wakens you up from sleeping. Why? Because again, because reyach reaches the essence of your soul. And when it reaches the essence of your soul, you wake up. And therefore, so because Reach wakes you, wakes you up, that's why the Kohen Gadol not only didn't eat every Yom Kippur, but what was the avoid on Yom Kippur? What was the avoid of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur? One, the, the day of the year, it was with Tyrus, incense. He brought an incense into the temple. Why? Because it's to wake up, wake up spiritually. In other words, just like in this physical world, when the prop you smell the proper fragrance, it wakens up the essence of your soul. So the same thing also in the base of Mikdash. That what was the avoid of the Koyin Godoil in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies on Yom Kippur, with the Reach, with the Ktoiris, to wake up the Jewish people. Now the Rebbe says, one second. You're going to say he woke up, why? Because he brought in the Ktoiris. But the fact is he also brought, he also would bring in the blood from the sacrifices also. But the Rebbe says the fact is, yes, it's true. But what's the main avoidah? What's the main service in Kippur in the Kodesh HaKadoshim? Was specifically the Kodesh, was the Ktoiris. Was specifically the incense. And not only that, the, the novel idea of the, the Ktoiris on Yom Kippur in the temple was when he would bring it into Holy of Holies. And because it was so powerful, and it had the, the components and the ingredients to wake everyone up, so therefore there was no one in the temple when the Koyin Gadol did his service. And that, that was when in Yom, in Yom Kippur, Kodesh Kedoshim. But the Rebbe says this was also a whole year. Now, in Chesedis, they explain the avoid of the Koyin Gadol and Yom Kippur. But the fact is, the whole year when they, when they would bring the, sacrifice, the, the incense, it was because the power of the Ketoris. Now, why is that? Because again, because reyach, the odor and the fragrance reaches the essence of a soul. And just like it's physically, that the reyach, the proper fragrance, has the power to wake someone up. So the same thing also spiritually. The bright fragrance will wake you up spiritually. It'll wake you up from our, from our sleep. How? Through smelling it, because it reaches the essence of our soul. And the Rebbe explains, what does it mean, the idea of sleeping? What does that mean, it means sleeping? So the Rebbe brings from a uh, Hasidic discourse of Purim, where it says in, uh, in um, Shira Shirim, from King Solomon, so it says like this, Ani Hashem says, Ani I am sleeping, 
the Libi air, but my heart is awake. Koil doidi doifake, the voice of my lover is banging. And the Rebbe explains what does it mean spiritually. In other words, in, in Gullus, in exile that we're living in, unfortunately, the Jewish people are sleeping. We're asleep. The fact is, God is not revealed. When God is not revealed, we fall asleep. We go to sleep. So what happens when we're sleeping? So what does the verse say? I'm sleeping, but believe the air. My heart is awake. What does it mean my heart is awake? So the Rebbe explains spiritually, what does that mean? That my heart is awake means that the Yechidah Shabbat and as we know in the soul, there's five levels. Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama, Chaya, Yechidah. Nefesh being the most external part of the soul. Ruach already gets more internal. Neshama, Chaya, Yechidah is the most internal part. So even though sometimes the nefesh can be sleeping, the ruach can be sleeping, but the yechida, the essence of everyone's soul is always awake. It's always alive by every single person. So even though I'm sleeping, again, ani yeshena, we're sleeping, but the libier, the yechida of every single neshama is alive. So kol doidi, the sound of my lover, doifik is banging. <clears throat> and he's saying, why is he banging? So that, so, so that, we should be alive with, with love and complete love for Hashem. Now, the Rebbe says in that Hasidic discourse, he explains the whole idea of Ani Yashena, we're sleeping. And where it says afterwards, I took off, I took off my clothes, which is, which over there he's speaking about after the, 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 uh, after it, the, the lover is knocking. But, but the Rebbe continues on to explain, he says like this. So after the Kol the, the, the he's trying to wake us up. So the Rebbe says, Yisrael. So we answer to Hashem, you're trying to wake us up, right? You're waking up the Neshama. I took off my garments already. How can I go ahead and put it back on again? I'm already sleeping. So the Rebbe brings from the Rebbe Maharash and from the, 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 uh, the, the Tzemach Tzedek. And in their, in their commentaries on Shira Shirim, on this verse, um, uh, that the, uh, my lover sends out his hand. So he brings like this. He brings that from the Tzazan Medrash of Shira Shirim on the verse, Pashati is Katanti, that he already took off my, my clothes. So it says, what kind of clothes did he take off? What is it referring to? So the, so the Tzemach Tzedek and their, and their Marash bring from the Medrash that says, what clothes did we take off? So he says it's referring to the clothes of the Big Day Kahuna, the garments of the Koyin, the garments of Big Day Malchus, the garments of the kingdom. Well, what does that mean practically? That means in Gullus, we're in Gullus. When we're in Gullus, guess what? Unfortunately, the garments of the priest aren't there. We don't have the Avodah in the base of Mikdash. We don't have the garments of Big Day Malchus. We don't have the, the Jewish kingdom, the kingdom of King David. It's not alive and well. We're in Gullus. So Pashatis Katanti, the, the clothes of, of Kuna and Malchus are off. So the Rebbe asks, what's the connection between the garments of the Koyin and over here? We're now in Gullus. What does that have to do with the garments of the Koyin are off? And he explains, because since I am sleeping, in Gullus we're sleeping, and the lover is banging on the door, he's trying to wake us, was trying to wake us up. So we answer that what? We took off the garments. We don't have the garments of the priest. What does that mean practically? We don't have the sacrifices. 
We don't have the sacrifices, and the reference to the sacrifice says, it's a reyach nichoyach l'ashem, it's a pleasing fragrance to Hashem. And specifically, not only we don't have the sacrifice, we don't have the k'toyres today. We don't have the incense, which that is reyach. And we know reyach wakes up from our sleep. So what we're saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're sleeping. Okay, so what are you saying? The Neshama is alive. But guess what? The garments we don't have. We don't have the Karbonois. We don't have the Ktoiris. We don't have the ability to wake us up. We don't have the Reach. We don't have the fragrance. And since I already took off the garments, which means the garments of the priesthood we don't have, we don't have the, 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 the fragrance from the sacrifices, and more specifically, we don't have the, the fragrance from the k'toyres, from the incense. So therefore, he explains the message, explains the, the, Hashim. Eicha el how am I gonna put on the garments? How am I gonna wake up in the level of a choisi rayasi? Of, of being a, be, being a lover and a sister and a bride to the Hashem? So the Ruach HaKodesh answers, Hashem answers, and he says, Rachatzdi esragli eicha atnafim. As I already washed my, my feet, how am I going to go ahead and get, get, get them dirty? So the Rebbe explains, because in reference to the base of Mikdash, it says, Shemayim HaShemayim Kisi, the heaven is the place of my throne, V'ya'aretz HaDoyim Ragli. In other words, the feet of Hashem are weird down in this world. Where is Hashem's feet? In the base of Mikdash. How is Hashem's feet in the base of Mikdash when the Shekhinah is in the base of Mikdash? And as he quotes the verse where it says, Hashemayim, 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 Leikalchucha, the heaven cannot attain, uh, attain the full presence of Hashem. Afki Abayis is only specifically in the house, the base of Mikdash. So that's the question. How, 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 where can I put my feet? The base of Mikdash is not here. You know, since Chatzdi is Ragli, I already washed my feet. And the Rebbe says in Yiddish, um, I already washed myself off from being enclosed into the base of Migdash. So therefore, how, how, how am I going to go ahead and get, get, get connected again? So in other words, the Rebbe brings from this Medrash, and from the from the and the Tzemach Tzedek, you see clearly that unfortunately the time of Golos, what we need is the Ktairas to wake us up. We don't have the Ktairas to wake us up. So if we don't have the Ktairas to wake us up, how are we going to connect to Hashem? So the Rebbe says, one second. What are you saying? We don't have the Kabbonis, which we don't. We don't have the Ktairas, so how are we going to wake up? But the Rebbe says, one second. We all know in the time of Golas, what we do instead of the sacrifices, what we do instead of the incense, we have prayers. And we know that the prayers are in place of the sacrifices. And Rebbe says, okay, fine. That's in terms of the, the kabonis. But where do we have this? Where do we have the incense today? And the Rebbe says, we have the k'tairis also today. What's the k'tairis today? And this is important to know. The k'tairis is kabonis, as we say that the general prayers. What is the k'tairis? The k'tairis is the prayer, the mincha service. The mincha prayer service is the k'tairis. Matter of fact, before mincha, we, we, we recite the k'tairis, but the whole mincha service is the k'tairis. And, and it's called actually mincha's k'tairis. So the mincha is the k'tairis. So l'chayr, we do have an ability to wake up by bringing the karbonis, by bringing the k'tairis, which is through the general, <coughs> by bringing the general sacrifices and by bringing the k'tairis. And, um, and like the Rebbe says, we all know what's brought down in many places in Chassidus about the power of the afternoon prayer service, the power of the mincha service, over all the other prayers, 
And as we know, for example, it says clearly in the Talmud that Elio, when he prayed to Hashem, when was he answered specifically when in the prayer of Mincha? Because Mincha is on the level of Torahs. And like, for example, it says in the Haftorah of, of Parshish Kisisa, the way Elio was answered um, through, the, through, through the prayer specifically of Mincha. <clears throat> so the Rebbe explains, so what's, what's the issue? We have it today. We have the prayers. We have Mincha, which is a Torah. The Rebbe says no. Because the fact is when we draw down light and energy through the prayers, whether it's the general prayers and the Torah of Mincha, so we know that when you draw it, when you pray, you bring down chayas, energy, vitality, only into pnimius oilamis, the internal part of the worlds. But in order, but the problem is we need to have not only the energy come down into the internal worlds, but it has to come down in kitsoinius oilamis, in the external part of the words, a world. Um, in other words, like for example, you know, it says when you learn Torah, you have to, you have to say it bepeh, you have to say it with your mouth, because if you just think it, you're only bringing down energy into the internal part. When you say it, you're bringing down the energy into the physical world. And like the author speaks about in tremendous length, we learned in, in, in Tanya already, that it's important to say the words when you're learning, when you're davening, because if you just think it, you're just going to draw down energy into the internal worlds. You want to bring down the energy into the external worlds as well. And that's why, for example, it's very, very important, besides the fact that we have to learn and we have to pray, you have to do physical mitzvahs. Why? Because a mitzvah is action. And action brings down energy into the physical external worlds. And as we know, for example, the whole purpose of learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, and specifically in this world, is so that we can do mitzvahs in this world. Like with the famous argument between the angels, why are you giving the Torah to the Jewish people? So what does Hashem say? Did you go down to Egypt? We're in this world. We're in Golos. <clears throat> however, however, and, and, you know, so even though when you bring a physical sacrifice, so the sacrifice you actually draw down into the physical world through the physical sacrifice. So that's in the times of the temple when you brought a physical sacrifice. So in the times of the temple when you brought a physical sacrifice, so you draw down the light into the internal world and the external world because it was a physical sacrifice. But today when we're praying and it's not a physical sacrifice, and it's in place of the sacrifice, that's correct. So we're only drawing down where? Into the internal worlds. How are you drawing down the energy into the external worlds? On the other hand, mitzvahs, we draw down energy into the external worlds. So, but, but because when we're praying, which is in place of the sacrifices, and we bring the mincha service, which is in place of the incense, it only draws down into the internal world. So even and it's, it's important, it's, it's great. So therefore, the, B'nai Yisrael tell the Abraham, Hashem, Pashati is katanti, you took up, you took up my garment, we don't have the avoidah of the kohanim in the temple. So how are we going to bring it down to this external world? How are we going to bring down? How are you, how are you going to wake us up? So the verse continues in Shira Shirim, and King Solomon says, Doidi shalach yodoi min hachur. That my uncle, my beloved, sent his hand out from the chur, from the latch, which means that the Ruach HaKodesh answers um, uh, to Hashem, 
that says, Rachatzdi, Ragli, Eichan, I washed my feet, how am I going to go ahead and engage again? But he says, no, 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 Doidi Shalach. What is Doidi Shalach? What does that mean, Doidi Shalach Yadi? What does it mean, my beloved sent his hand? So what that means on a spiritual level is, Doidi is referring to the Ava Atzmitz, the internal love that Hashem has for the Jewish people. So even though we don't have the, the, through, through Kabonois and through the incense, we only bring it down to the eternal world, but through, through Doidi Shalach, the, the internal love that Hashem has for the Jewish people, and like Derba says, the author explains the author explains this on, on a different Hasidic discourse, and uh, Rebbe Rashab as well explains it, but because you have the Ava Atzmis, the essential love, he's able to bring down his hand. And what is Chur? So Rebbe explains, so we know in, 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 the, in Megillah it says, Chur Karpas Etcheles, but Chur also comes from the word of Chorus, Chorus, freedom. And when, when you have the real essential love, then you have peacefully, then Hashem totally is opened up to you. And what does that mean, peacefully? So the Rebbe explains very simple. It's not just peacefully opened up, but peacefully it's opened up on the four levels of achoisi is one level, like a sister, rayasi, a friend, yainasi, tamasi, a, a, a dove, a complete dove, on all four levels. What is, what does these four levels mean? Achaisi, Rayasi, Yainasi, Tamasi. What does it mean practically? So we said, what we, what, what, what did the Rebbe just explain? That, that, Doidi Shalach, what is he sending? It's connecting to the Ava Atzmitz, the essential love, on four levels. Achaisi, Yainasi, Rayasi, Tayamasi. It's, the Rebbe said it's four different levels of the Avoida of love. Four different levels of love. Why? Because there's no, and I'll say it in, in, in Aramaic and I'll translate, the less polchana kepolchana derachmisa. There's no power as the power of rachmim, of love, of passion. And there's four levels of love. <clears throat> and then you have the avoid also of doing the mitzvahs. Doing the, doing the mitzvahs. And the Rebbe says that these four levels of doing the mitzvahs are con- and these four levels of love is connected to the, the four love, the four letters of, of the shame Yudke Vavke. Every one of these is connected to one of the letters. And when, a, when, when the, then, when Hashem shares with us and we share with Him the essential love that we're totally connected. So then what happens is we have, like it says in the Megillah, La Yehudim Haisa Oira, we have light. The simcha, we have joy, we have happiness, sasain, vikar. And the Rebbe says it's possible to say that these four levels of oira, light, simcha, joy, sasain, happiness, vikar, and beauty, it's possible these four letter, these four levels is connected to every, to, to the four, the four letters of the shame avaya, shame yutke vavke. And Rebbe explains it beautifully. What's the connection between the four letters and the four, the four letters of Yudke Vavke and Oyer Vesimcha Vesasem Yikar? Rebbe says like this. Oira, we know, is Torah. What's real light? Real light is learning Torah. Why? Because it says in the verse clearly, Kiner Mitzvah, the candle is like a mitzvah, but Torah, that when you learn Torah, that's the real light. Every time you learn Torah, you connect to the light of Hashem. And we all know when you learn Torah, the light is on, the spiritual light is on. What is, what is in the world of Svirot? What is the Svira of Torah, which is connected to Ur? That's the Svira of Chachma. 
And the sphere of Chachma is connected to the Yud, the first Yud in Hashem's name. What is, so that's the Yud of the Yud, which is connected to Chachma, which is connected to Torah, which is connected to Ur. Then you have, you have Simcha, you have joy. What Simcha? So we all know it says, Moyadim le Simcha. Hashem gave us the Yomim Toivim, the festivals to be happy. What is Simcha? So we know in the world of Sfirot, Simcha is connected to what? To Bina. Bina, when you know the depth and understanding and the details, that brings about Simcha. In Yudke Vavke, the Hey, the second letter of Hashem's name is Bina. And then you have Sasoin. What is Sasoin? So we know Sasoin is connected to the idea of Mila, circumcision. In the Sfirois, which Sfira is it? So it's the Sphira of Yesoid. Chesed Gurit Ferris, that's Chod Yesoid, the last one of the six, um, um, uh, Zer Amp and the small face of Yesoid, which, um, Yesoid we know is the main Sphira of Zer Amp and of the small face. And that's connected to the Vav of Yudke, of Yudke Vavke, of Hashem's name. And Yakar is referring to what? Tfilin. Which, when what's the, what's, what is, which Sphira is Tfilin connected to? The Sphira, Yakar is connected to Tfilin, which is connected to the Sphira of Malchus. Which that's the last hey in Hashem's name. And like Rebbe says, it's brought down in Shari Oira, and that Malchus actually connects you in the Shirish with Atmus Oirein Saif Baruch with the infinite light of Hashem. And like it says um, in Zoyer, it says in the Zoyer, it says like this that Tfilin um, is the this, the uh, the image. And the seal of Hashem, the highest level of Hashem on high, and, and it connects us to, to Malchus. So, so Tfilin is with the connection of Malchus to the Atzmaser inside of himself. Um, so in other words, so through that you have Pischali, we open up to Hashem and we do our avoida of learning Torah and being happy and circumcision and putting on tefillin, we actually draw down the four letters of Yudke Vavke of Hashem in a practical way. And then it comes out in a practical way that we have light and we have joy and we have happiness and we have beauty, we have all the blessings. And the Rebbe finished off, he says, this is what it says, La Yehudim Hoysa For the Jewish people, there was light. What does it mean, La Yehudim? For the Jewish people, there was light. So the Rebbe brings in the famous Gemara, the Gemara says that whoever denies idolatry is called a Jew. In other words, you want to be a Jew? Deny idolatry. Once you deny idolatry, you consider that Yehudi. Like Yehudim, who is a Yehudi? Someone that denies idolatry. What is it? How do you deny idolatry? Let's say you're involved, unfortunately, in an environment of idolatry. So you have to go on a serious nefesh. You're willing to give up everything and you die denying idolatry. And that's what the Jewish people did in the times of Purim. They denied idolatry. They went on a serious nefesh. And when they did their avoida, pischuli, kechudah they opened up like literally the hole of a needle. We're denying idolatry. What does that mean? They went in a serious nefesh. So then, because they went on pischuli, they, they went in a serious nefesh, they were zoicha to the four levels of oira, simcha, v'sasem yikar, light, joy, happiness, and, and beauty. And, and also it says in the, in the, in the Megillah, ish yehudi, 
referring to Mordechai, he was called a Yehudi. In, in Shushna Beer, what was his name, Mordechai? So we all, though, the famous question they asked, how do you know Mordechai in the Torah? Where do we find the name Mordechai in the Torah? So it says, by the, by the, by, by the spices, the incense is Mordechai. And the Targum says, what's Mordechai? Meredachia, which is, comes from the name of Mordechai. So we see Mordechai is connected to the spices and the, the incense in the Torah, which ref, reference to, Mar, uh, where the Targum translates uh, Mordechai as, as Meredachia. And like the, like the, like the author explains in Torah Ur, and he says, so what is a Yehudi? What is a Jew? A Jew is somebody which goes on mysterious nefesh. Mysterious nefesh, giving up idolatry, obviously it could be global, but every time you go on mysterious nefesh, every time you practice self-sacrifice, that's how you become a Jew. What does that mean? That you're going in self-sacrifice? Because a Jew is someone comes, Yehudi comes from also mysterious nefesh, but also haidoya. Haidoya means you're willing to accept. Acceptance means you're above intellect. Intellect is understanding. That's not a Jew. A Jew can understand things also, but what makes a Jew a Jew is when he's Yehudi, when he accepts. Above intellect. And, <clears throat> and when, a, when if someone's willing to accept, that causes the person, inspires the person to go on a serious nefesh. And matter of fact, all the Jews are called Yehudim because they all went on a serious nefesh. And like the, like the, like it's like, uh, like the Chazal tell us that this was opposite, literally opposite of the way they were before. Because the fact was, before they unfortunately bowed down to idolatry, like it says in detail in the, in the Talmud, it goes into tremendous detail the way they were idolaters. But then when they gave it all up, they went in Messias Nefesh. And once they went in Messias Nefesh, they were able to draw down from the four letters of Yudke Vavke. On a spiritual level, but also on a practical level, they were able to draw down in their lives, up until the great light and the great joy, the great, great happiness, the great celebration, where we have literal physical celebration down in this world, um, like the, like literally it says in the verse that they had, so obviously it's a very, very, very powerful Hasidic discourse. First of all, it teaches us the importance of the Ktoiris, you know, and the importance of dominating Mincha. But more importantly, it's not only important to, 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 to read it, but it's also to, important to, to, to experience it. Because we don't want it just to be on an abstract level. We want, to, we want it to come down physically into this world. And the way it comes down physically in this world is by willing to go on a serious nefesh, doing whatever Hashem wants us to do, to be a real Yehudi, to be an, to be accepting. And once we accept, We'll, we'll be blessed to have, as the Rebbe says over here, all the four letters of Yudke Vavke. And in a practical way, Oira will have light in our life through learning Torah, uh, Simcha, joy and happiness, Sasa and Vikar, and um, we'll all be blessed with great and tremendous miracles. So let's hope and pray that Amitra, before we have the next year, we'll all be in your Shalayim, your Akkadish, experiencing the real Oira, the Simcha, the Sasa and Vikar. Have a great and blessed week.